0: Welcome to Real Estate Investing Abundance, the show for busy, fulfilled professionals like you to learn how to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. Now, here is your host, Dr. Alan Lomax. Hello, enlightened investors. I'm your host, Dr. Alan. Delighted that you've joined us today. Steetalker Capital is an investment company designed for professionals to develop financial independence built on solid passive real estate investments. Remove the anxiety of an uncertain financial future and go to steedtalker.com. Get your free one-page 10-step guide to passive real estate investing. Enlightened investors, delighted to be back with you again today. As multifamily real estate investors, we do not have to be slumlords. Through his lived experience, today's guest demonstrates how we can actually do well and do good with real estate investing. Atticus LeBanc is the founder and CEO of PadSplit, a mission-driven company that helps solve the affordable housing crisis one room at a time. Through its innovative shared housing model, PadSplit aligns incentives between cities, nonprofits, and property owners to spur cost-effective housing creation Without public subsidy, all while providing safe and affordable housing for working class individuals. Atticus, before we discuss how we can do well and do good at the same time, share a memorable experience from your formative years that helped you to be the person you are today.
1: Sure. Well, thank you, Alan, and really appreciate the opportunity. As I think about my formative years, the period of time that I immediately go to is when I started my entrepreneurial career. And I think for anyone who's engaged in that type of venture, they can understand the early years of the struggle. But there was one time in particular where I feel like I had invested just about everything I had into the first couple of homes and spent just about what I thought was my last time and really needed to pass one particular inspection and just absolutely got run over the coals, run through the ringer and it failed miserably. <laughs> I knew that I had essentially no backup to rely on at that point. And when the inspector left, I remember just collapsing on the carpet of one of the rooms of that house and thinking, what the heck am I going to do? And how can I possibly get through this? Even though from a logical perspective, the decision to make those investments has been as strong as any I ever had. It didn't take away from just the sheer emotional pain and the amount of risk that I'd put into it. And at the end of the day, it was really just a question as I was laying there on the carpet to say, hey, am I going to get back up and start walking again? Or just say, that's the end of it. I really just decided to keep on going. And that was about as formative a memory as I ever remember having.
0: Sounds pretty traumatic. Obviously, you made it through. and Hopefully, we'll have a little time to investigate how you did that. But before we go into that, give us an overview of Pad Split, how it works, how it functions.
1: So we're a marketplace, which means that we sit in between investors or hosts and landlords on one side, and then the residents on the other. And ultimately, what we try to do is build trust in those housing solutions so that owners can come to understand how, through our model, we can make housing both more profitable for them, as well as more affordable for the residents. What that really means is we have to do 3 things that owners usually cannot do or are unwilling to do. Number one, it means that we are providing lead generation and screening folks to move into rooms and to individual contracts for each one of those people and do that as quickly as possible in a way that is much, much faster than those owners could do on their own. The second thing is managing the payments and collections flow. One of the ways that we take really low-income individuals and derive a very high collections rate is through an all-inclusive weekly payment or customized billing schedule that matches their paydays from their jobs. But that also adds a lot of complexity. And it means that if you have 6 people sharing a home, for instance, we're going to be collecting and tracking call it 25-plus payments per month when most owners really just only want 1 And then the last piece is, again, about building trust and accountability, where we have a rating system where residents can rate and review each other, give call outs and shout outs. There's a lot of communication systems built on the back end and the technology. And of course, we're tracking how responsive owners are to things like maintenance work orders and those types of issues as they arise to ensure that there's quality control at all levels. But that's, in a nutshell, what we do.
0: Well, that is amazing that you can keep track of all that. And I'm sure there's a lot of technologies involved in that. But one of the main differences between you and a typical property manager is the fact that you have multiple tenants within most of your residents, if not all of your residents, which adds a huge level of complexity in so many different ways, not just in the aspect of billing, which you already mentioned, but just the aspect of having multiple people who are unrelated, essentially, sharing a dwelling. So you probably have a lot of relationship issues to deal with, I would suspect. How do you deal with all of that?
1: It's totally a fair point. As we go back to just the philosophy behind everything that we do is you try to align incentives first and foremost. And ultimately that's what we've done through the marketplace in balancing the needs of existing owners with members and then with members as well. And the main things are trying to screen and encourage folks to just be kind, independent, respectful, adults. We have a call center 24 seven that's available for conflict resolution, but also just setting up the rails, if you will, to ensure that folks are, Incentivized by the right types of behaviors and disincentivized by the wrong types of behaviors. We have what's called the three keys policy, which works effectively like three strikes, and those are all based on behaviors. And that's more of the stick approach than the carrot in this particular instance, but is pretty effective. And if people know that a pad split room on average will cost forty two percent of the average studio or one bedroom apartment in their given area, they're very motivated to try to keep that space. And if they lose all three of their keys, then they know that they're no longer going to have that option and they won't be able to regain membership into the community. And so that alone is a pretty powerful motivator to be able to track and monitor behavior and really incentivize people to be respectful adults. A couple of the other things are just, as you mentioned, some of the technology, building in a chores tracker so that folks will know who's responsible for different tasks inside the home, like taking out the trash or cleaning the kitchen counters at various times. We also have set rules for just underlying basic things like keeping the kitchen sink clean and putting the toilet seat down and those types of things that, as you build into habits, tend to be really effective. And by and large, lead to much more functional operation inside a group of complete strangers.
0: Yeah. A huge task, a huge undertaking, I would suspect. I noticed that you call them members rather than tenants, and I'm sure there was a considerable amount of thought that went behind that phraseology. Tell us about that.
1: The biggest thing is, as we talk about brand and building trust, we provide a lot more than housing. The dues payment that occurs on a weekly or customized basis Doesn't include just rent. It includes all of the utilities. It includes the furnishings. It includes Wi Fi, often laundry. Within our fees, we even include credit reporting to all the bureaus so that people can build their credit history and ultimately move on to other areas of financial empowerment. We include 24 7 access to telemedicine. We include a partnership with a staffing agency so that people can find new jobs in case they need a new job very quickly. So it's a lot more all encompassing than just rent. And so as we thought about developing a membership, that was one key element. The other was that we're developing very atypical relationships compared to just a standard 12-month lease. Historically, we've only required a one-week minimum stay. We've shifted a little bit and in April started requiring a one-month minimum stay, but still hardly long-term by any stretch of the imagination. And a part of the reason for that is that as people change jobs, we want to continue to be a flexible option so that we can be at a location that is very close to their place of employment. And then when they're joining this community, they're not just committing to one house, they're committing to the community as a whole. And their membership remains intact regardless of if they move a couple times over the course of their tenure within the organization. So those are really the main elements and reasons why we wanted to classify as membership and more than just housing.
0: Well, that's very interesting and all-encompassing aspect to that that I've never seen or heard of in any place else. I'm curious, how long has this been in development? I'm sure it didn't come together overnight.
1: So if you can see my background, this house over my right shoulder was the first prototype pad split home that I developed personally in 2017. And it just happens to be right next door to a more traditional rooming house, which would represent the typical alternative options for folks that are in the sub $30,000 a year income range. And I keep this image behind me to illustrate to folks that the rooms cost the same in, in these two houses. And so it really is a significant difference. But so this first one that was really the prototype was in 2017. But I've been experimenting with this model since 2009, before I started the company in the summer of 17. So I had a lot of time to really compare the performance and the human behavioral aspects in these types of homes before I created PadSplit as a purpose-driven company specific to this model and had a chance to see the difference in returns and how to optimize certain things with regard to human behavior inside those homes and really got ready to develop the technology that would be capable and necessary of taking this model to scale.
0: Well, interesting concept. You said that you have 24-7 telehealth. What is that? How does that work?
1: Sure. So we know that a large portion of our population doesn't have health insurance. And more often than not, their alternatives for health care would just be a trip to the emergency room, which we know is extremely expensive and can ultimately preclude them from covering their housing and lead to housing instability. So for us, it was a pretty easy decision to partner with a group that provided access to physicians 24-7, where if a resident has something that's wrong and they've signed up for this service that's included in their fee, they can get in touch with a doctor 24-7 that can give them through the same medium that we're talking today, a diagnosis or some advice regarding whatever their condition or problem happens to be.
0: Well, sounds wonderful as far as those services go. And so many people need that today with the cost of healthcare and the lack of access that so many, many people have problems with. Also, you mentioned that you do credit repair. Besides just reporting payments and payments on time and what have you, is there anything else you're doing to help with the credit repair?
1: Yeah, so it's the reporting aspect. We partner with a company called Isusu, who's based out of New York and has really been doing amazing work. But where each one of our payments that occur weekly or on that customized billing schedule gets reported to the bureaus. And because of the consistency and frequency of those payments, they tend to have a pretty significant impact on those credit scores. And we know, for instance, today that 88% of our members during their stay with us improve their scores, an average of 40 points. So that can really be a significant difference. And The difference between whether or not they qualify for a loan or moving into that next apartment or not. And so it's been extremely impactful for our members. And we know a couple of folks who have leveraged that tool to be able to go on to purchase homes.
0: Wow. That is definitely impressive. But it's not also impressive just on the member side of what you're doing. But you also have advantages for the homeowner In fact, tell us about the payment schemes and how it is that this differs from the traditional multifamily or single-family rental.
1: Yeah, the biggest thing for us is that we're taking advantage of wasted or underutilized spaces, regardless of whether you're in a single-family or a multifamily setting. And so there are two ways to think about it. The first is, if I were to ask you or anyone else that's an investor how much do you get paid for the formal dining room in the apartment or in the home that you rent? And the answer inevitably is zero. But at the same time, we know that we have a huge housing shortage for more affordable housing and for the members of our workforce who don't make nearly enough to qualify to rent the entire apartment or the entire home. So from our standpoint, you can take that formal dining room, which today is generating $0 of revenue and make it produce $500 a month in net revenue and that math is pretty easy to do. The other aspect is, as you think about just the way that real estate is traditionally priced, the first bedroom in any house or apartment is priced at market rate, 100% of market rate. But there are diminishing returns from there. So each additional bedroom doesn't add the same amount as that first bedroom. For instance, a six-bedroom house really doesn't rent for much more at all than, say, a three or four-bedroom house in most cases. And for us what it allows us to do and the opportunity that's created is to say okay, well, we can take that first bedroom and bill it at maybe 67% or so of what the market rate would have ordinarily been for a one bedroom in that area, but then the second bedroom is worth exactly the same, the third bedroom is worth exactly the same ad infinitum, and each of those additional bedrooms adds that incremental market value so that you hit this tipping point where in multifamily, usually it occurs just anything over two bedrooms. And in single family, it's usually about four bedrooms where you're better off renting by the room than you are renting the whole of that apartment or house.
0: Very interesting concept. So yields are considerably better for the homeowners than what they typically would be if they were just renting a single unit rather than splitting it up. And of course, most investors are not going to want to do that because of the increased workload, which is significant. But you have devised a way that reduces that workload considerably. But I would expect that there are still headaches that owners have to deal with that they wouldn't necessarily have to with a single unit. So what are some of those headaches that owners need to be aware of?
1: There's always a balance between profit and operations capacity or profit and risk. And for us, as you look at the trailing 12-month historicals, we've been consistently been able to more than double the net operating income or the profitability for all of our owners, even across a portfolio of the good, the bad, and the ugly type of performers. So it's still significant. I mean, anytime you can tell an owner that there's a solid chance that they're going to more than double or potentially even triple their expected revenue they expect a little more work. For us that means two things. One of the ways that we align incentives with those residents is we want utilities included in that number. So that's one added element of risk which usually after the first year of operations or even just after the first couple months owners have a pretty good idea of okay this is what my expected expenditure should be on those utilities. The second thing is for just a common area cleaning, kind of a deep clean which we really ask owners to do once a month for the kitchens, the common bathrooms and dining areas and such. And then of course, the tenure is a little bit different as well, where instead of having an entire house move out at the same time where you've got to then go turn that entire unit, you have more frequent but less exhaustive turns where one person moves out of a single room and so then you need to deploy a crew to turn that individual room. But that happens more frequently where our average tenure is around 10 months per resident. So that happens more frequently than it would where, say, you have a whole family that is renting an entire house for three or four years. But that's offset by the increase in income. So I'd say from a relative effort standpoint, it's more than single family, but certainly a lot less than, say, a short-term rental like an Airbnb where people are moving every week or every couple of days.
0: Right. Right. Well, I'm surprised that your average stay is 10 months. That's a significant period of time given the type of rentals that you are working with. Well, there's so many other things that we could go into, but it is time for us to wrap this up. So tell our viewers and listeners how it is that they can get in touch with you.
1: Sure, yeah. If they're interested in becoming a host, the best way to do it is to go to our website, which is just www.padsplit.com padspli com, And there is a 4 hosts page up at the top. And yeah, if they go to the 4 host page, you can get in touch with me or anybody from our staff. And more importantly, if they're interested, there's even a customizable calculator there where they can look at their specific property and their specific area and determine whether or not this is a model that makes sense for them. Fortunately, it makes sense for the 400 plus hosts that we have Right now. But yeah, I would just encourage any investor to check it out for themselves and see if it's something that they think makes sense.
0: Do you provide services outside of the Atlanta area?
1: We do. We're in eight markets right now. So, North Florida, and most of the Texas markets, or outside of Richmond, Virginia. We have some units onboarding in Indianapolis as well, New Orleans. And we're always looking for new hosts in new markets. When I started this business, it was really. be able to market these services to anyone anywhere and so if we have enough units that can be provided by an owner we'll really consider any market across the u.s and canada
0: impressive indeed well i have one last question before we wrap this up what was the incentive for going into this particular entrepreneurial endeavor yeah
1: so as i mentioned in my formative experience Originally, I started buying houses in 2008 after a prior business had failed in brokerage. We were at the very front end of the financial collapse. But my initial goals were just to create a recurring revenue stream to support my family. I'm married. I have 4 boys and have really been thrilled with the outcome of those early entrepreneurial endeavors. And I felt the need to pay forward and really was intrigued by the idea of creating opportunities for others not just for other hosts and other real estate investors, but specifically for folks that I feel like didn't have a chance at those opportunities previously. And I think what most people don't realize is that you can very easily be working full-time in this country and be homeless. And so it was certainly something where I wanted to create a legacy for good in the world that allowed people to both do good and do well simultaneously and create opportunities for folks that didn't necessarily have access to them previously.
0: Well, Anikas, it has definitely been a pleasure and a delight having you today. And I just applaud you and what you're doing. We need more people who have a social conscience like you have. Thank you so
1: much for being on the show. Thank you, Alan. Really appreciate the opportunity.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Investing Abundance, brought to you by Steed Talker Capital